Hey, I'm Jules. And I'm Megan. And this is Lasting Looks. We take you behind the scenes of pop culture's most iconic looks. Here we go. All right. That's <laughs> how so you're going to start it. All righty, folks. This week, we talked to Mona May. Her resume is insane. From Clueless to The Wedding Singer, Never Been Kissed, Romy and Michelle's High School Reunion, House Bunny, Enchanted, and many, many more. I was so excited to talk to Mona May. I was actually really a little bit nervous in this interview because she, <laughs> don't laugh at me, she has been such a huge influence in my life. I remember watching Clueless when I was growing up and it just had such an impact because I was so in love with the clothes. I was just really excited to talk to her because I don't think I would be where I am today if I didn't see that movie. And not that I like to talk about my vision board, but <laughs> she was actually on my vision board this year. So I felt a little full circle with being able to interview her. It was very exciting for me. Oh, it was so fun and so cool to talk to her. She is an icon and getting to meet her costume pup. And she got to meet my dog, Nellie, who one day might be well enough behaved to be a costume dog. Who knows? We'll see. Yeah, <laughs> fingers crossed. <laughs> but she had so many interesting things to say and had such great industry insights. We had so many questions for her about these projects because there's so many of them and a lot of my favorite movies are movies that she's done. I'm, I love Clueless. I'm obsessed with The Wedding Singer and definitely Never Been Kissed is one of my all-time favorite movies. But we naturally just ended up having a wonderful conversation with her about the industry in general and the span of her career and how many projects she's worked on. So here's our interview with the legendary Mona May. Hi, good morning, ladies. Hi. <laughs> so I'm Megan, and this is Jules. Hi. Hi, Megan and Jules. How do you guys know each other? We actually are, we started about, what, six years ago, five years ago? We were set costumers together. Oh. So, and we still are. We're still on the same show. And so. we live together. Oh. Yeah. What show? Chicago Med. Oh, Chicago Med. Wait, I know somebody on that show. Uh, my God, the woman who played um, Whitney Houston. I did a show. Oh, yeah, yeah, DeCosta. Yeah. Yeah, say hello from me. I um, will. Yes. Yeah, so that was yeah. crazy. So she, just, she just had the baby and like we had to make all the outfits and then, you know. It was, it was wild, but it was such a good show because she truly like turned into Whitney. I could see that. She was like it was crazy on set sometimes. You were like looking at Whitney. Wow. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I've seen her post about it a few times. I didn't know that was you. That's so cool. Yeah, yeah. It was kind of very interesting to dive into that world, you know, like because we had to replicate her wedding dress. We had to replicate her, some of her uh, performance outfits, you know, and she was, I think, winning some awards too, you know, it was like this famous gold dress. It was very interesting to kind of get into that whole world. You know, she was great. I mean, she really... It was uncanny how much she looked at, uh, like Whitney. You know? Yeah, when I saw those posts, I kept, I kept like, wow, I was blown away. Yeah. But I didn't, that's yeah. so cool. Yeah. Well, so I mean, cool. obviously your career is amazing. And you, you've brought such a fun attention to costume designing that I feel like gets kind of underrated in some ways. And anytime Jules and I say we're doing this podcast, so many people reach out and say, list one of your movies as something, not even knowing they're all connected through you, is they list something you've done. And right. so 
it's been, it's so cool that we finally get to talk to you because you are a hit among uh, people that we talk to. Thank you. So, yeah. Thank you. And you know, it's great. It's great. It's, it's really been really awesome because I just started uh, my Instagram really being, being on it, you know, full time uh, this summer after the 25th anniversary of Clueless. It just kind of brought so many fans to my site and, it's been the great feedback, you know, so many people, exactly what you're saying, we don't know you did all those movies and, you know, we like that movie and that movie and now we know you did this movie. So it's it's fun to have really this fan base where, you know, it really brings a lot of joy, joy to people and, you know, a lot of people are inspired. I mean, it's awesome. I mean, it's really makes, you know, you know, our work is hard. You know, we mm-hmm. work long hours. I mean, costume designers are, I think, undeservedly, you know, we don't get too much spotlight for the work that we bring to the screen, you know, I think how, how important costumes are and what it really takes, you know, I think, I hope that more of your podcast can also be about that because I think that the people who are not in a business, they don't really understand what it takes to put one shirt on someone, you know, you just don't oh, yeah. arbitrarily pick that shirt, put it on and here you go. You know, there's like the shopping involved, the 30 shirts that you're trying on, the alterations, the studio process approval, you know, that we have to wait. And I mean, right now I'm waiting for something to be approved by network for tomorrow. Yeah. And That's the last an minute of it is just, you know, the last minute of it. I mean, you know, I'm working on Punky Brewster right now. And I mean, some actors, you know, right before the scene they ready to shoot they like okay i don't want to change this because i feel like this and this and this and you're like okay let me drive across the lot to get some clothes to bring it to you while the company is waiting you know so i think it's such a kind of um it's a mystery to most people you know oh yeah costume design and the wardrobe department how it runs it's a very mysterious kind of uh process it's and it's hard because there's not much out there about it unless you're living in the moment no one talks about it because you're too busy working. <laughs> yeah. Too busy working. Yeah. Yeah. It's actually been really cool doing the podcast and people are coming to us and saying, thank you for showing the perspective of costumes because I didn't realize how much work went into it. Yes. yes. And I think the perspective yes. is very cool because until I actually did work in costumes, I didn't understand that either, even right. though I was excited about it and I was passionate right. about it until right. you get the behind the scenes stories. Mm-hmm. And I think that was a big part of what we wanted to do here. Nice. Is, nice. Is highlight that and, and yeah. show, especially the designers we were saying what an influence they have on pop culture as a whole. And we don't yes. know. There's a lot of people whose names you don't know, but you can name the actor, you can name the director. Exactly. But what people take away is the visual aesthetic. And Halloween it goes costumes. on in Halloween people costumes. People are wearing your creations on the streets that day and they don't even know. Like, they don't yeah. even know yeah, yeah totally, exactly. totally 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 it's i mean even when you go into the past you know when you're thinking of like the Marilyn monroe white dress where you know right. blows, i mean that guy you know right. who designed it i mean nobody knows his name and it's iconic you know it's, right yeah. right that's exactly yeah. what yeah. we wanted to yeah. do is highlight that and like, you guys moments really bust your costume designers bust their butts for this and i feel like so many times it gets kind of put it it doesn't get showcased as much as it should. So we're here. Well, I think that's, you know, and, and that's honest truth. You know, we've been dealing with it with our, I mean, the Costume Designers Guild, you know, we talk about it a lot because it is undeservedly, we, pay, we get paid less than the production designers. We get paid less than the DPs. You know, I mean, it's considered from the all day woman's work. 
uh, you know, and we really trying to change the the way that we are being viewed. You know, I think that's so I'm glad that there is a lot more press about us. I think there's a lot more podcasts. There's a lot more, I think, interest now, too, about mm-hmm. costume design, which I think is great because it's all about kind of raising profile. You know, you can't really go to court and, and argue about something artistic. It's very hard, you know, OK, right. What's, what's the production design work is worth against costume designers work. But I think just getting our you know, names out there and what we do and really what we bring to the films is really important, you know, because when you truly look at the screen, actor comes on and within seconds, you know who they are, you know, by what right. they're wearing. Within, I mean, 10 seconds, you know exactly who they, what socioeconomic place they mm-hmm. came from, you know, are they depressed, are they happy, where they fit into the film, um, backstory of them, you know, they don't even have to open their mouth. It doesn't matter what setting they are in, really, right. looking at them. So, you know, I think it is it is underrated and uh, it deserves more, I think, spotlight, you know, which I, I think it's happening. I think that, that, you know, there's so many good shows. There's so many more designers. Also, art is being out there. You know, there's so much talent. Mm-hmm. I mean, just recently, the Queen's Gambit, you know, I watched that yeah. and I was like, who is this person? Who did the costume? You know, what a wonderful addition to our, you know, roster of costume designer, another incredible talent that gets showcased because there's so much more, you know, uh, networks and streaming services and, you know, shows on. I mean, it was more limited right. there. You know, when I started in the 90s, it was like the movies and there was a little bit of TV. You know, for years, I never did TV because I was a feature girl, you know, and it wasn't right. really as exciting to do television as it is now. You know, now, I mean, you really have the high-profile actors, you have the high-profile scripts, all kinds of scripts. You know, it's not just sitcoms Mm -hmm. or, uh, you know, police shows or something. So it really, now you have just such incredible, you know, stories to be told. Right. Uh, So I'm really proud of my group. You know, when I really look at, uh, like, the... Emmy nominations, you know, or Oscar nominations. And especially I think Amy too, because Amy's were, were also like TV was kind of always underrated. And, right. you know, now, now you have Nicole Kidman, you have everybody mm-hmm. doing TV, you know, which is wonderful too. So I think that that profile was risen for television and for the art there. You know, okay. sometimes Oscars, I feel like with the costumes is a little bit, it's the same old thing, you know, that, that mm-hmm. maybe just the pieces that win are the period pieces, you know, mm-hmm. I mean, I think Clueless should have won for costume design. I think Enchanted should have won for costume design. And those are films that are kind of overlooked because number one, Clueless is a contemporary show. So they don't really understand what an impact that movie and what clothes had on the film itself. They don't understand it. You know, it's it's a different group of people voting. You know, and same with Disney shows. Like, that was a Disney princess movie. It's not a drama. It's not a historical drama where, you know, recreating, which I think it's a talent in itself. But I think inventing something and creating Mm -hmm. something from scratch is really, you know, that's why I'm so happy that um, last year the win was so incredible, you know, for our African-American costume Mm -hmm. designer. Uh, What was the title of the movie? Now escaping my head for a second. Was it the... Black Panther. Yes, Black Panther. You know, yeah. so that was really wonderful for to be recognized because it was not a movie that's something that really is uh, what they what they give Oscars to. Yeah, you know? yeah. So it's, that was it was incredible. Yeah, yeah. You know, we are really really happy. You know, and hoping that there's a trend with that. And I think that the Emmys support that because there's so much more new things that have to be looked at. Mm-hmm in television that hopefully it will influence to look at different things as, as well for the Oscars. You know, I mean, remember the day when Priscilla queen of the desert won. I mean, I was like right. jumping up and down <laughs> because it was like, finally, you know, right. it's for the artistry, 
in on whole, you know, what somebody has imagined and created. And uh, uh, we have enough dramas wins, you know, I think we right. have enough drama wins. So it, it's, you know, I'm just, I'm just, to do, you know, I've been doing it for a long time. I'm just still so excited. And, you know, it, to me, it's all about creativity, really. Yeah. And, and I get so lucky to be, you know, doing very creative projects. Yeah. I mean, and you just keep getting challenged, which is so cool about the job is that, each project is different than the past. So you keep Completely. getting to do, oh yeah. in, in, in whatever different form. I mean, right now I'm working on Punky Brewster, mm-hmm. which is a sitcom. I've never done a sitcom, you know, so that's it. Right. You know, it's a maybe not challenge as creative challenge, but it's a challenge on timing. Mm-hmm. I mean, you shoot for three days, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, and then you prep Thursday, Friday, and then shoot again for three days. You know, I, I mean, that's a pretty quick face pace, even for mm-hmm. a designer like I am. You know, because I mean, people have two, three, four changes of an episode, which is a lot. Let's say yeah. you have yeah. 10 principles, you have 40 changes to come up in two days, do fittings and alterations mm-hmm. and approved by the studio, blah, 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 blah. You know, yeah. so the time crunch is really something that I think is creeping up into our business, you know, mm-hmm. now with COVID limitations, with having to wait for the clothes being quarantined for 48 hours waiting in front of the stores for half an hour to get in, having to get appointments to all the studio services where we pull our clothes, you know, on loan for the fitting. Mm-hmm. It's challenging to, yeah. to, to create things in very fast time. And also like what we were talking before last minute. Yeah. You know, it's like, how do you pull something out of your purse last right. second? <laughs> you can't just run to the corner store and get it. Right. And present it within two hours because, Number one, you can't get into the store. Number two, you can't quarantine it. It's not there, you know. So it's also very difficult. Expectations of the studios are pretty much the same. Right, right. And the actors, they want it now and they want it different and they want it something else, you know. So if it's like, if it's not right here, where is it? So, you know, I try to build closets, bigger closets for actors. Mm -hmm. Have something to pull from. So you're prepared for all the unknown things coming up because, you know, today they changed their mind and they want to wear something else than the scene or they, you know, all of a sudden hate brown or they're allergic to wool. <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe they were not yesterday, you know. Right. Uh, or the set, or this beautifully clean shirt just smells. It's always something. <laughs> something, you know. And, uh, and, but, you know, I think it's, it's interesting for you girls too because you are on set and you kind of, you also hands on. So you really see mm. like, how it all trickles down. That if we do not prepare the, if I don't do my job cor- correctly, then you suffer. If something, you know, they're complaining on the set about the shoe or they can, you know, they're constantly pulling something because it doesn't fit well and then you have to double stick it and then they hate the double stick. And then, you know, it's all about that that becomes a nightmare. So the follow through from the designer, I think it really has to be all the way through, you know, you mm-hmm. can't be like, oh, okay, they're going to deal with it. Uh, I mean, to me, it's really, you know, I have to look at the whole like, you know, aging stuff too. So you don't have to, right. uh, they're getting new shoes and then five minutes before you're shooting, you have to age everybody's shoes, you know, line right. up that kind of stuff. So, you know, it's a lot of details that we as designers have to think about, uh, you know, and catering to the actors, it's a really big deal too, you know, really being the mom, being the psychologist, you know, there's a whole another part of our job besides being creative, you know, 
And, you know, my shows are really wardrobe heavy, starting with Clueless, Alicia Silverstone having 60 changes, never been kissed, Rami and Michelle. Right. I mean, I don't get the movies when, you know, things happen in one night. No. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, one, not one girl, I'm dealing with two, three. I mean, when I did House Bunny, that was seven girls going oh, through gosh. all kinds of transformations. You know, oh, yeah. Really ducklings to kind of the, the playbook. Oh, yeah them themselves you know it's mm-hmm. a lot of clothes it's a lot of uh you know keeping track of what where and figuring the puzzle you know who is wearing what in what scene you know all the colors coming together right everything goes together you know and then of course minding what walls they're going to be in and you know are they going to be outside inside you know with colors with other people so that's always something that's really challenging i think uh because sometimes you see the shows and like everybody ends up in blue you're like what the hell <laughs> <laughs> I mean, the, the great thing, it's, you know, I think that in, in our business, you never know what's going to happen. And, right. you know, with Clueless, I was, there was beginnings of my career, you know, I got into the union and I finally was doing, you know, studio things. Uh, I went for an interview for a pilot and there was Emmy Heckling and we just immediately kind of, you know, hit it off. I got the job. We did the pilot. Uh, it was about two girls living in New York City. The pilot didn't get pick up, picked up, but we connected you know mm-hmm. and really just one of those really incredibly easy relationship very creative very kind of like inspiring from both sides and when she wrote clueless she uh called me and she said you know i really want you to do this film because i really believe that you have this point of view i also was brought up in europe mm-hmm. i was actually born in india so i think that i also had a more of a global point of view before we even talked about that you know coined that yeah. phrase that that I was able to kind of create the costumes from Clueless from a bigger perspective. Cool, yeah. You know, so it's, I think, because the clothes are more timeless that way. Yeah. Because, you know, I've been to, to the runway shows. I, right. you know, I studied fashion. I, I kind of know what is, you know, the European look, which, like, if you think about the peacoat or, you know, Empire Ways dress with the cup sleeves or, all, you know, all the kind mm-hmm. of the, the, the things that in Clueless were just the prime pieces. That's, that's, you know, clothes that maybe are staples in our, closet and i think part of that film staying power was that the clothes are still cool now yeah, yeah they are oh, they're very so cool, cool now <laughs> you know which is kind of incredible when you think about it it is 25 years you guys i remember when i watched that movie for the first time because i was in fifth grade when it came out uh-huh. and it is a turning point in my life for loving clothes you made me love clothes right. and okay. it set me on the path of where i am in my life now wow. because i because when I look back too, when I watch the movie now, of course, there's so much stuff in that movie I didn't understand at 11 right, and 12 right, years old. Right. And it's like, well, what did I love about it? It, it was visually pleasing to watch. Right. And I just, I remember just being like, oh my gosh, I want to be just like Cher and I want to wear all these outfits. And then that's when I really started getting into like going to the mall and what clothes oh, I was going to oh, wear. And oh, it just changed my life. So I thank you so much oh. because it's just incredibly mm-hmm. inspiring to my life. So I would not be here. I would not be doing this <laughs> if it wasn't for you. So oh, thank you. So thank you. That just warms my heart. All these sleepless nights and 5 a.m. calls and, you know, pulling my hair over things. It's just, it's, it's the great, greatest gift back, I think, you know, to yeah. have you guys and, and tell the story 
and you know many women all over the world. Uh, I think it's really incredible, and I'm I'm really pleased what you said. I think it's really important is about the authenticity of the characters. You know, so mm-hmm. you know how you want it to be shared, and I think that's a really important part of costume design because I think that you know it was interesting when we we when Amy sent me the script and you know we started talking about it, and she said you know I really want to make sure that we have high fashion because that's what the girls wear. They could go to the runway shows, no problem. They have the money. They can pick anything they want. But they are still really young girls in high school, you know. So my job to, was really to look at the fashion shows, the runways, you know, the, the, the clothes that are six months or a year ahead from what we're wearing, but mm-hmm. to really take that in and transmute it, transform it through the eyes of the girls that were young because we wanted them to be authentic. Emmy always laughed, yeah. like she was said, you know, I don't want them to be snooty not models running around in high heels. Right. Because you couldn't relate. You know, they still had to, they, they, and I think the part of them that is so charming to this day, and I think even more now in the, in the day that we live in, kind of that innocence, they mm-hmm. came through those clothes, you know, because it really was, and it was never over-sexualized, you know, it was very right. age-appropriate. I mean, we didn't use, we used the Mary Janes, you know, I mean, we kind mm-hmm. of gave them the little over-the-knee things, which is slightly sexy, you know, um, but it was always very authentic. You know, they, they just became who they are with the clothes and right. the clothes didn't really wear them, which is sometimes happens too in movies. And it's very fine line. I find that, you know, I do so many comedies and when we get into like the wedding singer and, and mm-hmm. you know, never been kissed, even Rami and Michelle, it's very fine line when you can put too much, it becomes costumes, it becomes kind of too much and it, it's wearing the actor instead of actor wearing it. And I think a lot of times in comedy, I mean, that was very important in House Bunny too, that she doesn't become a caricature. Yeah. Right. There's still sweetness, that there's still that authenticity. So you can connect with that person and the, that actor that's bringing that to the whole thing. And that's very key for me when I do my work, you know, and that all happens in the fitting because you can kind of, you know, when I prepare and you have the discussions with the director and you have, you know, you do your boards, visual boards, you know, creative boards, you know, sometimes you have, you're dealing with directors who don't know fashion. So you have to be a little bit more like, you know, explaining a line skirt, this, you know, this is what they may like the mood, but not really understand the pieces themselves. You know, you have to almost teach them about the clothes, uh, but really not in the moment of where we are in a fitting. That's when the magic really happens, you know, because you then have the actor's body, meaning, you know, their thighs, their hips, their, you know, all the shapes that now you have to dress and things that maybe looked really good on the board. They just don't have the right legs to wear it. Or right, that right. particular thing makes them way too sexy. You really didn't think like, why is that making her too sexy? Or, you know, or maybe you have to just really go into the turtleneck like, to make her look a certain way or make her feel. And also, you know, the collaboration is really there. Kind of the energy is there of the creating, you know, and when that, when that moment happens, when they feel the character is almost palatable, you know, it's like, I talk a lot about the yellow suit and clueless, you know, it was mm-hmm. very interesting because again, you don't just pick, what they're going to wear, like, oh, you know, we think she's going to wear this dress. You have to look at, okay, it's going to be the first day of school. It's the quad. There's a lot of greenery. There's going to be a lot of people passing. And you being set, girls, you know how that shit works. It's like, right. you know, you have too many people in bright colors. You're not even going to see that person, right? Right, right. And you're always shooing the extras who are in right. the same orange. <laughs> yeah, put them back. Green. Yeah, exactly. So, <laughs> yeah, so it was really important to for her to pop. She was the queen, you know, I mean, right. she really is, this is our girl. And I had, you know, we decided on the plaid because there was the kind of the quintessential 
uh, high, you know, school uniform and how would Cher take it? You know, so that's the, the, the school, Catholic school girl uniform by Cher, which of course, you know, ended up being Dolce Gabbana. But, you know, in the fitting, I had a blue suit, beautiful blue suit, which I thought, oh, that's just going to be so beautiful. And Alicia, you know, with the blue, with the blonde hair. And it just felt flat. It was pretty. Right. Then I had a red one. She put that on. It was fantastic, but it was like too much. You know, she was trying too hard. Maybe it was a little too Christmassy. It just was not great. And she put the yellow one. And I'm telling you, it was like, we were all like, oh. it was not a color. I thought it would be perfect for her with her blonde hair. It was just phenomenal. I mean, immediately she perked up. It was like a ray of sunshine in a room. We knew that in that particular scene, this is exactly what we need to have, you know, for all the elements to come together. And it really truly did because now it is, I mean, when you think of yellow plaid, you almost think Oh, yeah. Yeah. You know, so it's so interesting how that comes about in the fittings and how really that is kind of that magic that is incredible to me because you can talk about it, you can, you know, co-create whatever but not really in that physically in that room it has to happen you know when the actor goes oh, i'm in right you know, i'm just like i'm completely channeling that character and you know with alicia it was so interesting because she was a you know she was at that age 18 first movie for her she was already an animal activist and you know vegan at the time which wasn't really that popular in the 90s right running around with her dogs and her sweats right. so you know for her it was a whole education of being in the fittings, trying to get 60 changes happen to, to know the posture, you know, how right. the hair has to flow. I mean, it's very interesting how that changed her, you know, and we talk about it. We're still friends to this day. She said, you know, I didn't even understand at the time what was happening. I mean, now when she sees the movie and then, you know, being a seasoned actor, it's a whole different perspective. So it's, you know, it's, it's really incredible. And, and, you know, I'm, I'm very, very lucky that I get to work on films who are kind of female empowering, you know, yeah. films and also show a lot of journey. I mean, I love the journey of never been kissed, you know, I mean, Romy and Michelle, and I mean, all those girls who are, I mean, even enchanted, you know, when you have the girls who are like coming one way, showing up and then whatever the story and how it, the story changes them to really find out that maybe just being yourself is the best way you know, and kind of stripping all that, that, that things that don't matter yeah, and bearing, and bearing your soul, you know, which I think is a really good message to females. I think it's a really important message to all of us that we are okay the way that we is, really are. That is so true in your movies though. I never thought about a lot of the themes are like women mm-hmm. really empowering it's a really, women, a w- women empowering films that you do. But also I think it's so awesome now that I'm thinking about it, that I feel like you dress women in such a beautiful feminine way, Mm -hmm. but they still come across as a strong character. And I think that's difficult to do, but I love that because they're still very, very feminine. And they all kind of own all of their costumes. Like they all all own them. It's so cool. Like like she's not, it's not the clothes aren't, she's, she's wearing the clothes. The clothes aren't wearing her, but also like it's, you couldn't see them in anything else. Yes. Also, it's it's the perfect look, but it's also it, when you watch it, it almost makes it look easy. Right. Like when you see exactly. Work, exactly. Like, and, and, oh, and, that looked that must have been so easy for her. It's like it's yes. not. <laughs> it's never. It's never easy. No. I think that what what's really important in the greeting and in that is to work with the actors very closely. To really, you know, I'm really good about looking at the body. Mm-hmm. What works on them? What is their body? You know, I'm not going to arbitrarily bring something and go. Oh, well, I like this flower dress. Well, if they have a bigger hips and maybe tiny waist and small shoulders, you have to really think about it. What's going to work on them? 
you know, mm-hmm. so it's really the proportion of working with someone's body because, and then I love hearing that in my fittings, they, the actors, they said, you understand my body. I feel so good here. You know, I can come in and just like everything fits. And that's the key truly, because this is when what I think what you're saying is feels effortless. It feels like they own it because they do own it. They feel right. great in it. And I think that sometimes costume designers want to put something on the actors because maybe it's in their vision right the film but you that that ingredient is like i think one of the most important ingredients to make the actor feel incredibly good so when they walking onto the set it's like they own it 100 percent right and really is finding that right styles for their body for their within the realm of the story within the realm of what the what the character needs is it flowers or is it you know and sometimes i have to have discussions with studio because you know, there's a character I'm dressing now who is a girlfriend of a of a, another char- main character. And, you know, the, the main character, Cherry, is very flowery. She's African-American. There's a lot of, like, you know, beautiful fall tones on her and patterns and vintage. And, and her girlfriend is, like, into spiritual stuff and, you know, sage burning. But she's also a lawyer and she's into crystals. So, you know, there has to be, like, strength by femininity. Mm-hmm. But I can't put too many patterns on her because then she's clashing with the other character, you know, and she also has a certain kind of body that I really have to be specific about. So how do you find that softness and femininity at the same time that works for her body and doesn't cross us to the other character? You know, those are kind of the really deep challenges that that I think what makes my work really good on screen. Oh, yeah. And like you said, the actors, you know, feeling 100 percent because it's. You know, if I don't do that, I think that's where the problem arises. You know, then it's just a costume. Right. And then all the other pieces can fall into place after. Because once yeah. you start, because you kind of start with the actor first and then they have to go perform second. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So if you started off right, then they're able to walk into that stage and only think about their role. Completely. You, you've removed so much off their shoulders because you've done such a good job, which is so cool. Correct. And also giving them the confidence and giving them mm-hmm. the power too of that character. I mean, yeah. they are completely immersed, you know, into that. They just, it changed them. They not who they were. And it's another underrated point that people don't get with costume design is that that is so important. You do so, you do 90% of the work before it even like gets to set. Get, even gets on screen. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. it's, it goes, it's, it's incredible. It's so cool. That, yeah. But I think it does go, get goes unnoticed in some mm-hmm. ways, you know, just because it, it also does happen before and then everything happens on set and all the other stuff happens. And then it's like that, that part is like so far. Right. In the past, in a sense, you know? Yeah. I mean, it's interesting, you know, you have these relationships like makeup artists has very close relationships with the actors because they constantly with them and they on set mm-hmm. and they, you know, doing them. I mean, we do the fittings, but then we don't, you know, you guys have sometimes the closer relationships that we do with the actors because they mm-hmm. kind of go to you and then you spend more of that time, you know? So it's interesting. It's a very interesting relationships because we also deal with actors insecurities you know we are they coming into our room and they have to strip down and you know it's an intense time for some people you know some Mm -hmm. people are very open about it and some people are not I mean some people really have a lot of like emotional issues it's an intense process too for some uh to I mean it's kind of like bearing your soul too like all the things that you always hide right now are going to be noticed and we're going to know that you know talk about measured yeah and talked about and 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 stuff but uh 
But anyway, let's go to your questions so we don't miss your <laughs> questions. All right. So we're going to do, let's do some never been kissed questions. Yeah, for sure. Because that movie is, it's so good. Drew Barrymore is so great. Oh, and she's a great collaborator. You know, somebody who, again, is really, I mean, she's the producer now. She's the star of the movie. She, you know, this was the days when, you know, it was pre-cell phone. So we could even go shopping together to like, you know, it, it was a store in a like old Lomans where it was like kind of resale or, mm-hmm. you know, designer stuff that didn't get sold somewhere. And then they brought it to that store so we could find some cool finds and she would come with me and they even had big fitting rooms where everybody was changing and there was Drew, you know? So, I mean, she's really cool that way. She's very, you know, down to earth and really deep collaborator, you know, really wanting to be part of the process, which is great. And you can even tell just from her characters, like she, she lets you have fun with it too. Mm-hmm. Like at first the white feather outfit for this, which is such an interesting way you did it is because it's the first day of school as an older lady going yes, back, trying like, to like, pretend trying to, be to be cool. cool teen. But she, it's like, but she also is so dorky to start. So where do you go? Like that outfit is so funny but so good and she felt so good walking into that school it's like how did you find that 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 perfect vision when you read that were you just like this well we knew we had to have the white jeans for the spill of the chocolates yeah right yeah kind of dictated i think the outfit what it what it's going to be you know and then the you know the boa just was the crazy addition and the the, the lemon bag was like laying down on the The lemon bag It up and it was just like you know the most ridiculous thing and I think it's also really cool to give actors some physical comedy too mm-hmm. you know so it's the, I mean she almost you know that that Boa almost got caught in the in the car uh, door I mean it's just all that kind of stuff that that you know it's physical comedy is great and I, I love really bringing that to my fittings too and giving that to actors but you know that the, it's also Drew like you said she's fearless she yeah. wasn't there I mean we started with her so you know little little poor writer you know ugly girl with her little you know mauve outfits with her culottes you know which actually was like I just want to wear those culottes (laughs) Uh, to that kind of you know really silliness of like yeah what is a grown-up woman now going to think it's going to be cool and how she's going to fit in to really kind of going through the film and you know finding yourself to the end and I think one of your picture questions was about the picture at the end you know when she's waiting to to get the kiss you know and I mean I think it was a, such a great journey for her and you know costume wise to now show her you know right in her age appropriate age dressed in a beautiful feminine dress you know we even made the necklines quite low you know my favorite always the cap sleeves mm-hmm. you know pink chiffon with the little added little ruffle was you know I designed a dress for her for that scene and it was so right, you know, then we talked to the hair about the little curls and the hair here. So it was still very feminine. You know, there was that innocent childlike innocence as well, but it was a grown up woman. Yeah. You know? and, and, you know, we debated a lot about the color of the dress and we did ended up on the pink. And I just feel that it was so good because even though, it, you know, you think of pink being like not a strong color for girls, but I think because it was not strong, it showed her strength. Like mm-hmm. that she can be that vulnerable, you know, and really almost all the way feminine. Yeah. There's no, you know, like I'm, I'm here. This is it. You know, this is me in the girliest of girliest in me as a woman uh, ready for you all, you know, everything stripped. So it was, it was a really great moment in the film. And I love how it, you know, how it really played out. It was such a great 
journey for her through the film, you know, and I think it's one of the, I think, really great costume films to show that. It's such a huge journey from so many different things. You know, I think House Bunny as well, because you see so many transformations, you know, right. from that to crazy, to kind of trying to find yourself. And then finally, you know, I mean, you have the, like, I think you you, were, you had a question about the um, prom too, you know, which was really mm-hmm. great. And, um, you know, and it's always, you have to play against other characters too, you know, what they are wearing, the the, 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 the popular girls, you know, and then you had the nerds, like, you know, yeah. how, how does she fit in between all of that as well with her own kind of style? You, you know, you always want to be true to that, there's a there's always a, a, a thread of the you know who they are. I mean, I think right. that it was very cool and enchanted when you know she kind of comes out of the manhole in her giant white dress, layers and eyelashes and and butterflies, and then as she goes through the film, she's still a princess, but now she's dropping all the stuff. You know, she makes the dress out of the curtain, which is a little simpler, still very right. you know a princess. Then she has this kind of almost a cocktail dress, you know, that maybe she bought at Bergdorf's. And then you see her really stripping everything and being completely her. Mm-hmm. All, you know, when she's in the purple dress, it's so body conscious. It's so fitting. There's not, there's no one extra layer. Right. Um, you know, her hair is completely straight. There's no more makeup. You almost see imperfection of her skin, you know, here, this is who I am. Right. You know, so that's kind of, that's the really fun part for me when I design and I really get just so into it, you know, for, right. for, for that that kind of um, emotional part to show who they are, you right. know, you know each outfit. Yeah. Right. And what, what is happening? Uh, I think that's like the most fun I have, you know, I always have. And even this project that I'm doing, you know, Punky Brewster is like, who is the mom? You know, she's a, she's now Punky Brewster, Soleil Moon, who has grown up, who has, you know, the kids, four kids, and she's a single mom. And, how can she be cool? You know, how can she be strong and vulnerable at the same time and still inspire the moms who are at home? You know, I mean, I, we kind of looked at Gwen Stefani in an old day and like when she was a young mom, you know, kind of ripped jeans and the cool jo- army jackets and stuff. Because right. again, moms are not really portrayed like that on TV, you know, when, and we need to, we need to give them right. something to go, wow, this is so cool. I can be that, you know, I don't know right. momish or in my plaid shirt all the time or, you right. know, whatever. Um, cardigan so, <laughs> cardigan exactly the, the the you know tv look de jour yeah <laughs> um you know so it's always about kind of the inspiration i mean that's what i have in mind when i design you know it's it's really what is the, the, the next step that i can take to inspire to bring something you know and it's harder because it's much easier to just go get that cardigan totally yeah. And, you know, I mean, my days are longer because I go the extra mile and, you know, my And that's what makes you longer. you because that's, yeah. <laughs> that's why we yes. want to talk to you so yes. bad. <laughs> and, and I think, but that's, I think, important to know for your listeners, you know, you have to go the extra mile. I mean, it really is all about that. It's about the creativity. It's not really like Googling something and seeing the first picture and then, you know, showing me the research. It's like, then 20 people have the same thing. You know, how mm-hmm. do you really go into it? How do you, maybe you have to look at a book Look at my books. You know, you have to look at a book. You have to go to a, you know, a museum, whatever it is that can inspire you. You know, maybe, I mean, to me also is to be quiet, meditate, you know, to really kind of find what is inside you because we are so unique. And especially I think artists, each point of view is so unique. And that's what makes it cool. Mm-hmm. That's what makes it interesting. It's not really just like the mishmash of things, but what is it, that unique part of your soul that can translate that vision? You know, and that to me is so, I mean, that's what's so great about the medium that we work in, you know, that we can 
showcase our visions, our creativity, you know, on screen. I mean, it's pretty incredible to be able to do that. You know, I mean, actually somebody sees it and then on top of it, maybe gets inspired. It's pretty incredible, you know, the work that we can do and, and influence people. But I think there is a responsibility for us as artists to not just be lazy. Totally. You know? And I mean, I tell you, sometimes I'm like, oh my God, I got to just let it go, let it go, let it go, let it go. <laughs> because like, you know, I can go crazy for the exact, I mean, I'm dealing right now with about, the, the, I'm recreating this outfit. There's a, um, this young, youngest daughter recreates this wrestling for her, you know, that she loves the most, the wrestler woman outfit. And, you know, I'm dealing with these shoes. It's Sunday. <laughs> I'm dealing with the shoes and the Adrian Dyer is sending me the pictures of the shoes and they just not green enough. So we have to make them darker green, but you know, like some people may not answer their phone on Sunday. Right. No, because it's like, that's what it is. So it's really, you know, it's, I don't know, to me, that's what I live for. Mm. You know, I don't have a white house with a picket fence. I don't eat dinner at five. I mean, I travel mm. a lot. I don't know where I'm going to be probably in January, you know, right. <laughs> I could be in England or I could be in Vancouver, <laughs> you know, right. maybe here. <laughs> uh, so being kind of really open, I think to the, to the flow it's something that we also deal in our business a lot you know we just oh yeah kind of be i mean like you guys you on set i mean maybe you had the dinner plans at seven but you know what nope yeah. nope <laughs> i stopped <laughs> making nope, dinner plans <laughs> we said took two hours you know yeah. it's like we have to also be with people i think that understand that because it's yes. really hard you know on on maybe relationships of you know, why are you not there why are you standing me up it's like it's not me yeah. Yeah. Kind of the world that we live in. We live in an unplanned world, like completely unplanned world. <laughs> yeah, for sure. And, yeah. and I think that it's fun though to have those. Oh yeah, it's like I like to complain about it, but at the end of the day, I know deep in my heart I wouldn't want it any other way. Like, yeah, that's yeah, that's yeah. just it's like I'm like oh this is horrible, it's, but it's exciting. It's it is exciting. It's yeah. exciting, and I don't like plan. I don't like things planned to a T. I like to be surprised. So well, because you can plan to a T, and it doesn't matter anyway. So. Yeah, life, exactly. life shit the is world. Yeah, yeah, the world has different plans. You just sometimes see we go on location, and I'm like, all right, I have ten backups, but it's always like that weird thing you yeah. didn't think about. You plan for all the problems, but that problem never happens. Yeah. But you right. feel better when you do it. But I love a good challenge. So it's like, yeah, that's oh. the best part of our job. And oh then when you figure it out, it's a rush. Yeah. It's so funny. I remember on, I think it was on eight millimeter. I was working with Joe Schumacher in New York. And all of a sudden he asked me for like a bike messenger guy. And I'm like, fuck, I don't have this on the truck. Like seriously. So I'm like, we're now running around the streets. Like, you know, yeah. hey, do you want a hundred dollars for your messenger? And like we we found it within half an hour. There was one guy who took the hundred bucks, you know, and it was yeah. like, okay, here we are. You oh know? my God, what a rush. When's the day right. going to be where like, we can't make it happen? I feel like our answer you is always, always like, make it happen. Yeah. You make it happen. I mean, listen, it's COVID and you're making it happen. Oh yeah, yeah. I feel like there's never been a time where we're like, absolutely not. It's always like, Okay. I mean, maybe behind the scenes, you're like, mm, I don't know how that came together. Right. But right. but but right. to everybody else's perspective, they're like, wow, costumes just made that happen. Or they think you were prepared. They think you had it. Well, <laughs> that's the secret. Like, you know, you're sewing the button. they like, where's the thing? Oh, it's coming. And we're still sewing, but yeah. it's like, you know. Yeah. It's like, uh, yeah, exactly. Yes. How did that happen? It's like, we don't even know. We don't know. <laughs> know. But it did. But it, it always gets done, right? Yeah. It always it's gets magic. done. It's the yeah. magic. What is your favorite thing you've ever created for any movie, any film? 
it is a hard question because it's like your babies, you know. And oh, yeah. It's the memory, sensory memory, what had happened and how mm-hmm. you did it and all, all the things. I mean, I think that Clueless in itself, it's always will be like my calling card, which I For love. For sure. Yeah. That I'm so proud of. And it really brought me the recognition. And I mean, you know, the agent and kind of started my career. But I do love Enchanted for the reason that it was really designing from scratch. It was working with the animators. You know, it was creating something in 2D animation, like a hand-drawn, and then creating the live-action costumes, and then working so cool. with the, you know, especially Narissa. I loved Narissa, Queen of, you know, the Evil Queen, Narissa, her costume, because it really was something incredible to, to work with the different uh, formats in a sense. So it was the 2D animation, hand-drawn, then it was live-action costume. Then she went in and transformed into the digital dragon, you know? So it was really like quite incredible to work on all these different levels and have the character be the same and the colors. And like, you know, when her when she had the metal uh, crown, you know, that right. became her horns and the wings that I created became, you know, the, I mean, the cave became the wings of the dragon, right. you know, all that's kind of stuff. And that, that's something that when you really get to create as a costume designer, you know, have the money and have the time and really be able to craft and work with the craftsmanship of people making the boots and the costume and painting it. And, you know, I mean, the, the leather was actually like hand painted with silver leaf and then with the French enamel. So it created that, you know, kind of an oil slick um, rainbow color with the purple, you know, that is really an incredible thing for an, for an artist like me, you know, you really can get into it and you get, you given the means and the time and, you know, the respect too for your creation, you know, sometimes when you have like, give me the blue shirt or give me the purple shirt, you know, it's fine too. But this is really when you just get your feet wet and, and same with like, you know, a haunted mansion, which was really cool. I could design these glow costumes for the, uh, when they were on the ride through the graveyard, you know, because the director wanted something very uniquely organic and not CGI. So I actually used the okay. stuff Scotch light, which is on your tennis shoes or, you know, road signs. So when the light hits it, you actually see it light up. It's my microscopic glass beads. So what I did, I mixed it with paint and applied it to the costume. So they kind of were outwardly were glowing. And the way that we shot it, it was the ring uh, of light was around the camera lens so it reflected straight to it so it's kind of like and then you know the vfx did some little stuff to it too but it was much more organic and beautiful and you know that took time to figure it out like you know find the right medium of it mix it with paint you know paint it turn the light off take a flashlight you know look at it i mean you know it was like an incredible process that is like this research and development time when i think it's it's you know i get off so much on that you know it's incredible because you 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 know tv now it's so fast everything is like so fast you know like the days that you have to produce things and make the decisions and you know i'm very lucky that now i'm so you know i'm secure as a designer and i have to prove anything i just know that this is okay do this get this okay this shirt that shirt whatever i just do it i don't even think about it Mm -hmm. but to, to actually have the time to create you know it's really beautiful i mean it really is like it's magic you know and i I think Enchanted 2 may be coming up. So I hope I get a call for that. Oh, um, yeah. So we'll see. I mean, it's a different director. You know, you know how it is. You never know. Right. But, uh, yeah. It would be really fun. And and uh, so it's it's hard to say, but I mean, it, you know, I loved I loved House Bunny too because it was so much fun working oh, yeah. with the girls, you know. And it was actually a male director who kind of let me do things, you know, which was really fun. It was just yeah. half crazy, two, two huge tracks 
45 foot trucks filled with clothes and bras yeah. and accessories and you know uh challenging you know challenging right. but fun and and i mean i think that like what you said earlier you know it's about learning you know the challenges mm -hmm. that we learned every day is new and what we do and how we solve the problems and you know we have to deal with the crew and the actors and you mm -hmm. know our own crew people that that we have to manage you know in yeah. set so it's you know, it's all kind of challenging. It's, it's so multifaceted, our job. Mm -hmm. you know, just like hanging a shirt. And, right, and yeah. Shirt, you know, yeah. all the way to you by the time it gets there. And then on top of it, the continuity to a point where you still have to put it in sync on set and you have to right. make sure it's there in a the correct way. So then we can look it up if we need something, you know. So mm -hmm. it's really, it's it's so interesting, um, the whole process. But I think maybe we should have another uh, session, another time. Yeah. Oh, yeah. We can talk about the movies. I love you girls. I'm glad that I can support yeah. you. You know, I think in your new endeavor, I think it's wonderful. And if you need Thank any you. contacts to other designers, let me know. I hook you up, you know. Oh yeah. my gosh. That would be incredible. Thank you so much. Your your whole being is just so lovely. Thank you so much. You are you are such an inspiration. So yeah. thank you. I know your time is precious. I know you're yeah, busy. This means a we lot to us. Are, oh, I'm just I happy, to, happy to do it and let's do it again you know yeah. we'll the message that you sending is the message that we are trying to send to the world you know so yeah. any little drop helps yeah and I think, you know to inspire young kids is important too you know and you're doing that too which is great you know so, yeah. so the girl like you were once you know can now listen to the podcast and and kind of be like oh wow this is cool it's you a know? real job yeah yes, that was that's the goal as i was like yeah. i want yeah. i want kids to know that this is a real job that you can pursue yeah, so, yeah. and i think and there's more and more opportunities i think because mm -hmm. of you know, there's just so much more yes. work and so much more platforms and uh yeah it's great so you know yeah. mentoring and helping young is kind of what we what we give back you yeah know? awesome I'm, I'm always available so talk soon thank yes, you thank bye you. we all know it's been a tough year for small business that's why each week on our podcast we'll feature a small business that we love for free and you know what small business i love jules alice in wonder they are a pretty fun shop bringing you pretty fun things and mostly under $100. It is perfect for a great holiday present. And also they have this super cute collection, More Than Four, which is a collection in collaboration with Daniel Moss, whose daughter was diagnosed with leukemia. 20% of all proceeds from each sale is donated to Lurie's Children's Hospital's Pediatric Hematology Oncology Center. They are located in Chicago in Lincoln Park, and you can check them out on their website, allisonwonder.com, or you can follow them on Instagram at allisonwonder. We just want to give a special shout out to Sean Schuyler for the music and producing this podcast. Please make sure to rate and subscribe. Also, follow us on Instagram at Lasting Looks Podcast. I'm so proud of us. <laughs> I stand proud. Oh my God, you stand us? Duh. Megan just found out what stand means. She just wanted to use it in a sentence today. <laughs> Practice.